This is Chris Bellamy with the Church Collective Podcast. Uh, we're here with Chris Baker from the Recording Collective. Hey, Chris, how you doing? I'm doing well, Chris. How about yourself, man? I'm doing good. We both have the same initials. So. Hey, I tell you, man. <laughs> so um, what's going on with the Recording Collective? Oh, Chris, we're so excited, man. We have um, we've partnered together and done quite a, quite a few records. Um, but this one here, we're excited about. It's going to be coming out this coming week, and it is uh, a maxi single. It's about five songs, and we're taking about uh, five of some really popular songs in the uh, CCM um, arena, and we've kind of given it a cross-cultural, multicultural treatment um, to kind of make it to where those songs could um, fit in a multicultural space. Cool. So we're we're super excited about it. And you're partnering with Multitracks, right? Yes, with Multitracks, man. Great, great, um, great company, great friends there. So I'm excited about this partnership. So when does the, is, is it already out? Is the project already out or is it about to come out? It's about to come out. I think it's coming out this coming week is when uh, we're actually going to be releasing it. Okay, cool. So about the same time people are listening to this podcast, it should be out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what platforms are you going to be releasing it on? I think it's it's on all platforms, man. So all of your digital outlets, uh, Spotify, of course, uh, iTunes, um, Amazon. And if you're wanting the resource for STEM content, of course, you can get that from multitracks.com. Cool. And so um, who who else is part of this uh, project? Uh, Man, I was very fortunate to use some of my close friends that I've been working with for quite some time. Um, Anaji Jefferson, he's a worship leader in Phoenix, um, Charlene uh, Neal, she's a recording artist and she's a worship leader as well out in California and uh, has some of my guys here in Dallas and, and other guys that's playing on the record. So it's a lot of fun, man, uh, to be doing a record and be, be, have the opportunity to do it with some people that you are, you're close, you know, you uh, have a good rapport with. Cool. You want to kind of go through the track listing and, and describe like the vibe you're going for with each song? Yeah. Yeah, we can do that. Um, yeah, first off, man, I think we uh, the first single that we released uh, last week, I believe it was Love, Love While I Won't Let Me Down. So it's a Hillsong tune. I think it was by Hillsong Young and Free. And I'm a huge fan of all things Hillsong from just their church, the way they um, do church, their worship stuff. And so we decided to take that song and to uh, what I call do a flip on it. <laughs> Um, of course, Hillsong Young and Free, their version was real, you know, popish, had a real dance vibe, you know, big 808s and 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 uh, a huge drive to it. And so I wanted to take it and, and kind of give it a treatment that would work in a multicultural space. And of course, everybody loves dance music. Let's just get that settled. Everybody yeah. loves that. Um, so we made it a little more funky. <laughs> um, so instead of using um, a lot of electronic instruments, whether it be synth, big synths and um, electronic drum programming, I treated it with actual live instrumentation. So, you know, I had a buddy of mine, Anthony Brown on bass, and he's, he's playing slap on it. And it's a real, real funky vibe um, that will, will really get your service hype. And um, the vocal treatment that Charlene did on it was absolutely amazing from the BGVs. And then Anaje, he has an amazing voice. He did lead uh, vocals on it. And uh, so th- the thing with me is when I'm producing a song, I like to stay true to the integrity of uh, of the song. So I will never flip it 
and you won't be able to recognize what the song was to begin with. That is something I guess is for my classical training that you honor the writer's intent. And so I started there and then just kind of put some elements that um, in a multicultural setting that people kind of look for. They're going to want that strong drum groove with a, uh, that's matching that bass. Um, and, you know, you got guitar this in this. Really, it's like a Michael Jackson vibe. So that's Love Won't Let Me Down. Uh, we've also, I think we're getting ready to release Yes and Amen. Um, the version that I've listened to study to, of course, was uh, I referenced was House Fires version of it. Just a beautiful, beautiful song, man. Um, the lyrical content of all of these songs are absolutely amazing. And um, it is my intent as a, as a producer to make, make sure that I'm not getting in the way of really what the song is saying. So we, um, we gave that song more like an Andre Crouch vibe. Um, I think everybody loves uh, old school, um, vintage Andre Crouch. Um, there's a lot of EP in there and Hammond organ. Um, but the vibe of the song is relatively close to, um, you know, the original. And so um, it just it ends super, super big. And um, I, that's one of my personal favorites. Um, the third song was um, Reckless Love. I mean, that's like become an instant classic, an instant anthem in, you know, the church um, at large. And um, musically, you know, uh, we stay very, very true to to what the uh, the essence of the song with that melody line nobody wants to take away from that that instrumental da, 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 da. we kept that the same um, but as as the song grew we did some vocal treatment with it and that it kind of gave it a, a to me a, a different lift um, and then it turns out of nowhere and goes it goes somewhere that is really um, that works well in a church setting. Um, and, and so I, I thought that one came out, I was really pleased with, with the outcome of that one. Um, I think the other song that we did was uh, what a beautiful name. And of course that's, that's Hillsong. We are favorites of Hillsong. And so Charlene Neil did lead vocals on, on that song. And, um, again, tr stay true to the essence of the song, but approached it with live instrumentation, um, guitars are out front. And, and um, you know, I mean, it's, it's just a really nice vibe. And of course, what was very strong in the multicultural settings are um, the, 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 the hooks or the, 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 we call them the vamps. Um, so we wanted to kind of get to that drive. And when we get to that drive, um, the background vocals are really just singing, you know, you know, you have, you know, just that whole, that whole vamp was really, really strong. And so we just kind of su supported that musically. And I thought it came out great. And then the last song was I Am Who You Say I Am, another Hillsong tune. And just um, this one, I flipped it and went completely e electronic. There was no live instrumentation in it. It is all sense because Hillsong's version of that was the guitars, bass, drums. Everything was, uh, you know, live instruments. Um, our flip on it, me and my buddy uh, Leonard, we just wanted to treat it like if it was a, a pop song. And so you're going to hear like the 808s, the sweeps, the swells, because it's completely unexpected to do a song like that and treat it with an electronic vibe. And, uh, you know, Charlotte did lead vocals on that as well. And I thought it came out really, really good. I was really pleased. Our team worked really, really hard. And um, I think the partnership with Multitracks is they give us the liberty to kind of create the freedom to create. And it's, it was a lot of fun, Chris. It really was. That's cool. So, so basically, what you're saying is, if your church wants to do these songs but do it in a completely different style, 
that's those resources are there for you to that's the that's where this resource will live um it's not a it's not a um <laughs> i don't want to say it's like a gospel take on a ccm song because those are those are opposite ends of the spectrum when it comes to musicality and approach i'm just yeah. talking about musicality um we want to live in the middle so there are parts of the song that will have more of a gospel a, a feel to it but then you'll be in that same song and it's really just the lyrics are out front and you're hearing the guitars just, you know, I mean, just going at it. So um, it's a different treatment, but I think it'll work in, in, in the, you know, in a lot of different spaces. That's cool. I like the fact that you can get the, um, the stems too, because yeah. sometimes churches want to do a song in a different style, but then they don't mm -hmm. have the stems to, to fill it out. And so it sounds smaller yeah. than, and the other songs, yeah. you know, so that's yeah, that's cool to have that. It is, man. I'm, I mean, big ups to Multitracks for providing that uh that amazing resource for the local church. It is absolutely a game changer. So this is is this your third album? It is. Okay. It is our third album working together. So how long have you have you been doing that? Um, with Multitracks, it's been you know I think it's a little over maybe two years. Okay. Um, that we started uh, working together and it's been a it's been fun um, I have been a huge fan of theirs for years you know I'm a worship pastor and um, you know their resource has been I mean a valuable tool for my local church and so whenever we kind of uh, linked up and it made each other's acquaintance it was something that it was uh, I was excited to do and it's been a lot of fun Chris it really has what what songs are on the other albums Oh man, on the first EP we did Recording Collective, I mean, we did things like um, Alive, we did uh, No Longer Slaves, we did Every Praise by Hezekiah Walker, we did, uh, man, there are um, Good Good Father, Jesus We Love You. I mean, it's a plethora of songs that kind of stretch from CCM to gospel, but we're making it live all on one record. Yeah. And, um, and so it was it was a challenge because it's two totally different worlds. You know, the way you approach a CCM song is totally different from the way you approach a gospel song. And so how do you make it kind of meet in the middle and bridge that gap? It was um, it was it was work, but we were up you know, for the task and had a lot of fun um, doing it. And there's a there's like six other songs on that. I just can't think of the name of them right now, but they're very popular songs. We wanted to take songs that are already working. People are already using in their local church. Um, and to just give it a different treatment. So, yeah. And then we did a, a, a Christmas EP, and that one was, you know, was was a lot of fun, too. You know, we did some Israel Houghton stuff. We did some Hillsong stuff. We did uh, quite a few other other tunes for, for the Christmas season as well. That's cool. So so basically, if, if you're a church and there's some songs that are not quite vintage yet, like Good Good Father, mm -hmm. but it's kind of played out in that mm -hmm. in the same style, they could go get your version and kind of reintroduce it to the church. Reintroduce it to the church, breathe new life onto it. Yeah. And uh, because the essence of what these songs are saying, they will never go out. Of, they wouldn't, that will never get old. Right. God will always be a good father. I mean, and so I think sometimes we are, we, we take on the, <laughs> the mentality of like just the, the, the pop listener and, oh, this song was hot for six months and then we don't sing it anymore because we didn't played it out. But the essence of what the song is saying, Chris, is never going to get old. Yeah. And so maybe just to revisit the um, the polish it up, maybe to, you know, to put some more bells and whistles on it, a different treatment, and to keep singing it. 
um, because there are people that are coming into our churches that have never heard Good Father. We live sometimes in a bubble, in a bubble, um, as worship leaders, because we are such consumers of that product. But you know, people are coming to our church that have never heard these songs. Um, so to constantly, you know, revisit them and give them fresh treatment, I think, is important um, as worship leaders. Yeah, that's cool. So, so if somebody's out there thinking, I heard the Chris Tomlin version a million times on Caleb. And they're 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 over it. They might just be over that version. They're not over the song. You're not over the song. Yeah. That's why hymns are still to this day the most powerful song. I don't care how fancy we get with our programming. You can go back and sing any hymn, and it creates a moment in your church. These are songs that are a hundred of years old, and they're still powerful because the lyrical content never loses its potency. When you're talking about Jesus. When you're talking about the cross, when you're talking about his unfailing love, that's a that's a thought that never gets old. That's cool. So so how did you record? Was it a live kind of a live vibe for the recording or was it a studio vibe? It was a studio vibe, man. Um, you know, and it was uh, it was interesting because uh, I, I work with uh, a lot of different musicians. I'm not one of the guys that just says I have you know, a set group of guys that I'm going to work with that I don't work anyone else, work with anyone else. I, it's based on the song, it's based on the record. Um, and then from that point, I'm able to kind of pull on my Rolodex of, and that's an old word, you don't hear it anymore, Rolodex, <laughs> but of just of, uh, <laughs> of players and singers that I think will be a good fit for what I'm envisioning for the song. And so, you know, man, and my, my friends are all around the world, man. You know, there are people that I would have working on and another content working on a song and they would send me files and I would send it to someone that's doing vocals, you know, Charlotte would be doing vocals in LA and, you know, we'll send it to a Najee in Phoenix. And so it was a very studio project. Um, but, you know, we wanted to still give it a live type feel. Um, so yeah, yeah, it was, it was fun. Who, who played drums on it? I used uh, a couple of different guys, man. Um, Calvin Carter, you know, he he did some drum stuff um, for me. Aaron Smith did some drum stuff for me. Um, uh, bass was uh, Anthony Brown, um, uh, uh, Jesse Smith. Um, I used my son on some stuff, Jaden Baker. Uh, just uh, on guitar was Tyler Logan, uh, Jeremiah McConico. And these are guys that are, they're touring musicians that, don't just play one style. Um, they are touring with sometimes with pop artists and you have to be able to play everything and be authentic. And so um, I was very, I was very intentional about the cats that I chose that could uh, kind of get on this and, and give the right vibe to it, man. That's cool. I know Tyler. How do you know him? Dude, I met Tyler playing with, uh, with Israel Houghton, man. Um, I was fortunate enough to serve as his music director for probably five or six years, man. And Tyler, Met him on the road. He came out and did some shows with us. Um, he did the Live in Asia tour with us on that record um, and just loved the dude. He did Jesus at the Center with us as well. And so just a great heart, extremely talented musician. Um, and he's been he's been a he's been a blessing to my life, man. That's cool. I haven't seen him in a couple of years, but yeah, I keep up yeah, with he's him in Austin now, man. So. Um, so what are you hoping with this project? What do you what are you hoping like? the the church to do with it in, in a nutshell it's, it's simple um i i'm hoping that the church will take this music and use it as a resource to meet 
I think, a growing demand that's in the local church. Um, far too long, our churches have been just divided. Um, we all love Jesus. We all love the power of the cross. But Sundays are still the most segregated time of the week. You know, it's, you, you know it, you know church by is it a black church or is it a white church or is it a Hispanic church? We still, in 2019, that is the way we view our perspective of churches. Not, and I believe that Jesus did not die for a white church, a black church, a red church. He died for the world, for everyone. And so what I believe in is creating music that, is, that cannot be put in a box. And I believe there's a lot of pastors that are, um, whether, whatever, whatever end of the spectrum you're on, you're, there are pastors that are wanting to somewhat crack the code of, I don't want to just be known as this type of church. When I know that there are people in our community that don't look like me that want to come to our church, but when they come to our church, we don't have anything to give them. And so this as, and one of the most universal language of anyone is going to always be music. Music is a unit, it's, it's universal. And so we wanted this resource to be um, available to those worship pastors, to those pastors that are saying, I need to take the essence of what this song is saying, but put it in a way that it is applicable to the masses, whether you're red, yellow, black, or white, you're going to be able to identify, you're going to be able to get something out of this music. It's going to resonate with you. And so that's the purpose. That's, that's the whole objective is to um, to kind of live in that 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 middle ground to where um, it doesn't matter red yellow black and white you can listen to this you can use this and it will the message is just as powerful just as potent but i think the net that you're casting is a little bit broader because it will speak to not just one um, specific demographic but it will speak to all all nations all creeds very cool so um just wrapping up um just let us know what, like, how can we follow uh, the recording collective? Obviously, it's on social media, right? Yes, and man, um, <laughs> I I think it's just at the recording collective. I mean, at, at the recording collective, of course, all of their uh, information is going to be on on multitracks dot com um, with the releases, the press releases, what we're kind of building. Um, and, and it's just, uh, you know, we're excited. We got, a, we're, we got some really great projects that are coming out this year. And so we're looking forward to, uh, getting to work on those and get those to, uh, get those out. Cool. So yeah, go to the recording collective.com mm-hmm. and, um, you can see all, all their different links, um, pick up the stems on, on multi-tracks and then go to your favorite, you know, whatever Spotify, iTunes, download the album. Um, I think I think my church personally would enjoy it. So I'm going to definitely check it out. Awesome. Um, but I think a lot of our listeners will enjoy that because I constantly hear people talking about songs being played out, you know, I'm over this song or it gets to be like a meme, you know, <laughs> like, you know, and you know, poor Chris yeah. Tomlin is constantly in meme, you know, he's like, constantly <laughs> in meme, man. He, he writes great songs, but yeah, I hear what you're saying, man. Yeah. So yeah. I'm excited. I think a lot of our listeners will really um, enjoy that and, and just having options. I think they'll like that too, you know? Awesome. Awesome, man. So thank you again for this opportunity, Chris. I really enjoyed it, man.